Good morning to you all, and uh, a happy and a blessed new year, and I pray that the Lord will lead you and your family to a good 2021, that a time whereby you can enjoy God's mercy through the journey of 2021. We'll be do, uh, we'll, as uh, Declan have uh, announced, that uh, this week and for the next two weeks, we will be actually looking at Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. It is perhaps one of the most uh, uh, popular psalms to be read, especially, I believe, in uh, funerals. Funeral Psalm 23. Uh, it gives us a bit of a. It was well written. Give us a bit of a uh, assurance during that time of bereavement, especially to the family. Especially to the family, uh, it comes across uh, as a very uh, a psalm of assurance to us. When David wrote this Psalm twenty three. He, he was very much thinking of the living. He was much thinking of those who are living. And this is perhaps a summary of his life in a very uh, reduced form. Six verses to sum up his life. Psalm 23, of how God has been good to his life. And uh, if you reduce it furthermore, I can see that Psalm 23, in the first line, actually declare the principles of his life. The Lord is my shepherd. The motive of the shepherd and the sheep, that God is his shepherd and he is the sheep. And simply put it, is that God leads, I follow. God leads, I follow. The Lord is my shepherd. Now, I would like to sort of dwell a little bit on David's life, on how this principle is played out. He actually adopted and carried out this principle early in his life, despite the challenges of his life. As a young man, he is perhaps the, the ugly duckling or the least favorite son of Jesse. He always gets a short straw of having to go and take care of the, the sheep in the field while his seven brothers were having a good time resting at home. And when Samuel the prophet got message from the, from the Lord saying that, now go to the house of Jesse because one of the sons will be the king of Israel. Jesse paraded all his seven sons but left David in the field. It was much prompting, much urging by Samuel that David was brought when all the seven were rejected by God. So David was not actually the favorite son of Jesse. And he goes through that challenges of uh, being not the favorite son in the house of Jesse. Well, in the God throw in to, to put the David to the throne finally, God threw him the challenges of a bear and a lion. 
to fend off, to kill when the bear and the lion actually attack the sheep. I think much less than the bear come after me, I will actually let the, 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 the bear have the whole flock for dinner. But God prepared his resume. And on his path to the throne of Israel, God even provided the Goliath to be killed. The challenge of the Goliath. There's many challenges when David say, the Lord is my shepherd. The Lord God took him through all these challenges. And that's not all. The challenge of a jealous king, King Saul. Three times he tried to kill David, which made David having to run away and be a fugitive. Be a fugitive till the death of King Saul. I think that was really, really a challenging time for David. And he had to put his agenda last and God's agenda first because God is his shepherd. When he had opportunity to end all this running away, when he could just step in the throne, when he had King Saul at his feet to kill, David honored the Lord and did not cut short the journey. He honored the Lord and he did not kill Saul at Angidai. He could have done that and he could just proceed onto the throne. But so David also accept the challenges because God is his shepherd. He put God's agenda first and not his agenda. So when David wrote, the Lord is my shepherd. Indeed, God leads and David followed. God leads and David followed. I have one poem I'd like to read to you. I think I put it in touch. If you got the electronic means, you probably can get it. It's by an anonymous person. When God wants to drill a man, when God wants to drill a man and thrill a man and skill a man, when God wants to mold a man to play the noblest part, when he yearned with all his heart to create so great and bold a man that all the world shall be amazed, Wash his method, wash his ways. How he ruthlessly perfect, whom he royally elect. How he hammers him and hurts him, and with mighty blow converts him into trial shapes of clay which only God can understand. While his tortured heart is crying, and he lives with cheating hand. How he bend, but never break, when his good he undertakes. How he uses, uses whom he chooses, and with every purpose fuses him, by every act induces him to try his splendor out. God knows he's about. So when David chose, 
to make God his shepherd. It means God leads and he follows. Now, I'd just like to share, perhaps I gather, the, 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 perhaps the secret, and maybe he can tell me when I meet David, he say, no, that's not all about it, but what I gather from reading the psalm and David's life, perhaps the secret of how he could actually follow the Lord with such closeness. I, I gather three things. The first thing is his life of worship of God. The worship of God. If you read Psalm 19, it is a glorious worship to the Lord. When the brothers, David's brothers, are sleeping in the bed and only have the roof, the ceiling, to look up, David was sleeping in the field and looked at the stars. And out comes Psalm 19. What did he say? The stars. How it goes? The... Now... What somebody say? The heaven declare the glory of God. The sky, the work of His hand. The heaven declare the glory of God, and the sky, the work of His hand. And if you read the psalm, there is so much of that worship of the Lord which David actually finds so meaningful in his relationship with God. So David see a, a, a God which is so glorious, so big, so wonderful. And I believe that is, that is one of his secrets of David saying, God is my shepherd. Ultimately, the choice is made. He leads, I follow. Don't we see such a big and glorious God? Don't we see the God which is so mighty? Every time I look at the sky and I see the distant stars, they, they say maybe thousands and thousands of light years. But that star seems to be very near to me because the God which I prayed this morning or give thanks for the bread, is the same God who actually made that star. So, you know, you just fuse it all together. So, have first a big worship of God in your heart for 2021. A big, big worship. Glorify God. Have that big heart in your vision. Big God in your heart. And perhaps that is, to me, the first of David's secret. The second is his trust to God. When he actually said, God is my shepherd and I follow whatever he leads. There is that trust which David placed on God. He is confident that God will lead him. And God is able, and God is the final authority. When he met the Goliath, he is probably a, 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 a small size guy compared to the Goliath. Small size. And he couldn't even get a, what they call, put on the S size armor. And when they put on him, he, he started, you know, he couldn't even bear the armor. So he's S size, smaller than S size probably. But when he see the Goliath, he say, "Who is this uncircumcised Philistine who dare to challenge the army of the living God?" He has complete trust over God. So he didn't actually trust in his ability to swing the the the, the stone with his sling in such accuracy. 
You know, when the stone left his sling, the Goliath is dead. He could not run and hide anywhere. So David had that trust. He said, who is that uncircumcised Philistine who dare to challenge the army of the living God? So David's second thing is has complete trust in God. And the final thing, the third thing which David has is his perspective. His perspective. That he see that not everything is he sees something beyond beyond what we can see now. His hope is in the house of the Lord where he wants to dwell forever. That is hope. That is unchanging hope. That's the thing which he knows that God will deliver. That the eternal hope in the house of the Lord, that is David's. So when he faced all the challenges, all the uncomfort, uh, uncomfortable bait, he had to sleep outside. He had to face uh, the life of a fugitive. He had to face the danger of the bear, the Goliath, and, 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 and even uh, King Saul. He knows that even if his life is lost, he will be in the house of the Lord. He will be in the house of the Lord. So in that sense, with this treating, I think David could, could actually comfortably look back at his life. They say that it is uh, when he wrote this, he's probably even having difficulty with his son at that time. So we are not able to really pinpoint when actually David wrote this one, but a lot of water has flown under the bridge. A lot of water has flown under the bridge. So, brethren, Brothers and sisters, I, I pray that uh, it's a good psalm to begin the year with, to remind ourselves that God is our shepherd. He has been our shepherd. And therefore, with that, there is only guarantee that we will have no one. For God is my shepherd, and we shall have no one. Shall we pray? God, our Father, we thank you, dear Lord, for your mightiness that we can worship in this humble way. And we try to actually, in our mind and our heart, to actually capture the, the, the majesty of your self. And still could not even get the small bit, but in our heart, we already warm to your greatness. And we thank you that you have come down to actually reach out to us that even in this humble worship, through Christ, we can come to you. We thank you that you accept the humble offering of worship we can have. And we pray that the worship we have for you can go through these coming years as an increasing measure to know your goodness and to know your greatness in an increasing measure. We pray for this, dear Lord God. We thank you that you are a trustworthy God and you are shown in so many ways in our life. We thank you that because of Christ's death on the cross, we trust that your providence for us, dear Lord God, is a sure providence 
that even we, we walk through the shadows, even when we walk through the doors of death, we fear no evil. Because, dear Lord God, you are our God and you are our provider. And we, as your children, will have no one. We thank you and praise you in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Thank you for joining us in this uh, worship. The rains have stopped. And uh, so glad to see all of you. Just continue to pray for our church leadership as we got to, you know, there is this uncertainty of the dynamic which could even, you know, respond to the COVID and, and find we may have to change certain things and all that kind of thing. We pray for the leadership that we would actually be able to communicate to you all and make the right decision. But we pray for this and the blessing of the Lord be with you this coming days. Amen.